Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, another episode of GSU ENI Radio, and this is going to be a fun one, Stone. Hey, man, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the program CEO with Totem Agency, Miss Ashley Richardson. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, Ashley, before we get too far into things, tell us about Totem Agency. How are you serving folks? Uh, So we're a software company that automates the branding process for small business owners. Um, So the value that we're really providing is um, bringing that higher level marketing information and making it accessible to small business owners um, and also giving them the tools to be able to implement it best in their marketing. So now how does that work in a kind of practical manner? So I'm a company... At what type, any type of company in particular you work with? Uh, particularly small businesses, um, any industry. Okay, uh, so, so we're hypothetically a radio network doing radio. <laughs> right. <laughs> just hypothetically. So, just so go, how would, go a, with how would a company like that utilize your services? Well, um, you would come to us. You would uh, sign up through and make a profile. Um, you would fill out a quick assessment, letting me know your industry um, some key brand keywords uh, that best describes the personality of your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you want to add extra target audience data, you can do that as well. Uh, your color preferences, it would basically be, do you like the color yellow? Do you not like the color yellow? <laughs> um, and then from there, your profile is made and we'll update your branding options straight to your profile. And then what does branding options mean? So branding options includes um, colors and typography and design styles um, and also suggestions for promotions and flyers that you can then, you know, access on Canva and Wix. And um, that's all through your profile now. So then you're helping develop our brand identity that we can kind of transfer to other social media platforms. Yes. And the, so we have a, old problem that we're working on um what's new about us is where we found a different solution um and so what we really focused on is data-driven um aesthetics that uh, customers can really rely on and not have to have design expertise um to have a good brand um and a distinct brand personality through their visuals so now is this something that you do for me one time and then you're done? Or is this something that's an ongoing uh, service that you provide? Well, it really depends. Um, some companies rebrand um, once in a while or they have campaigns that they launch every week that they would need multiple color palettes. But, you know, within the range of their uh, primary colors. Um, so you can you have access to the brand generator all month um, and that could you know, you could use it as frequently as you need to, depending upon how much you want to post and how much content you want delivered. Um, but other than that, we suggest website templates to you. We suggest promotions that you can contribute to social media. On average, companies post three to five times a week. Mm-hmm. So they would definitely utilize the promotions, flyers, um, other marketing tools. So then uh, are these like kind of customized for like, say, Instagram? And then so it's a look and feel that's going to fit into the Instagram kind of platform. Yes. That'll be different than the LinkedIn platform. It might be a different shape or different kind of size image and a different configuration. Yes. 
Um, but through your profile, we mainly focus on what is this campaign about and how can we uh, communicate that through your visuals. So we would pick, um, we would kind of zoom out and say, hey, these are your promotion suggestions. And once you click through to that site, um, then they offer different versions of, of that same flyer. Mm-hmm. And um, then, so this is, I pay this monthly, it's a monthly fee? Yes, it is. Yeah. And then is there an upfront charge kind of to kind of build the initial? No, or, or no, it's, it's a free fee? open platform. Um, if you don't want to utilize the brand automation, um, there's still a lot of tools on the website that you can use. Like um, you can find click-throughs to, all sorts of companies um, and all different components of marketing, for example, animation, video, um, graphic design. There are tools out there that you can do that instantly online, and we bring that uh, to the forefront so that you know that information. Also, we um, connect ex- um, blogs and videos that um, are informative that help you with the creation process as well. You can upload and store your files. Um, you can upload your current brand book if you want but really the purpose of it is a one-stop shop um, and we come in extra with the branding automation so now what's your background how'd you get into this well um i've been in branding and design for about four years now uh, but more so in the manual content development hands-on approach um so you're an artist i wouldn't completely call myself an artist you have to kind of earn that title um i definitely earned the title of figuring out how to mend the gap between data and visual aesthetics i would call myself an expert in that but i also um take pride in practicing graphic design and photography and things like that so now uh for you you have this idea to build this platform and then did you have to build a team around you? Like, how did, how did that go? Yes. Uh, so I was still in school when I started Totem. Um, and we were just doing friends and family projects. And, um, you know, just being around that environment, you naturally meet people that are in the same fields. So um, I knew a lot of photographers and videographers, and they joined my initial team. We had to do some scouting on the side, but uh, we had a pretty – a pretty big team at first before we ended up pivoting to software. Now it's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a, a technologist that knows how to build websites or that you're doing that too? Yes. Kate Schaub. She's our CTO mm-hmm. um, and she handles most of the tech. And then so you had this concept and you're like, hey, Kate, why don't you just make me a website that can offer all this? Yeah. That mm-hmm. and um, do you want to be a founder? <laughs> uh, are you passionate about... Um, you know, helping out small business owners and, and really finding a solution for this marketing problem. And um, she was willing to come on board and she loved the entrepreneurship environment. Um, her parents are entrepreneurs. So it was it was a, it was a match. <laughs> so now for you at GSU, did you think that your um, your experience in college would turn into kind of creating this own opportunity on an entrepreneurial opportunity. Did you go into college thinking that? Oh, definitely not. (laughs) I, so I've always been good at math and science in school. Um, but I wouldn't say that I had a 
behavioral problem, but <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I didn't feel like I fit, you know, in mm-hmm. that traditional space. And, you know, going to school logically, I'm like, all right, major in something that Get a job. Yeah. <laughs> um, and economics mm-hmm. was easy for me. But as I went through and as I figured out who I was and um with the launch of the ENI program that even escalated it further. So I was like, okay, let's dive into entrepreneurship. So you were intrigued by the idea of being an, you weren't like it, it you didn't kind of dismiss it. You were like, Hey, let me play this out. Let me yeah. learn more about how yeah. this works. I was like, Hey, I, I found where I fit. You found <laughs> the other misfit toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, so then did you get involved right away with the ENI program as soon as you kind of found it? Like how did you how did it uh, enter into your kind of awareness and then what was your first steps within it? I did. So um I at the time um it was only available as a minor for me. Mm-hmm. Um so I was like, all right, let's try it out with one or two classes. Um instantly it was it was amazing. I started off with um Isabel Mon Lewis as my mm-hmm. first professor. Uh that class was really great. And then as I was going through the courses, I mean the hands on learning um really inspired me to uh create this business and then I was able to practice this business within my classes and it just caught on like fire. So I loved it. So now at some point you were like, Hey, I have this idea. Right. And then you started, you, like you said, friends and family, Hey, what do you think of this idea? Yeah. And then at some point somebody paid you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's a funny story. Um, that's how I got even more involved in the entrepreneurship program and got my uh, mentor. So I was doing like a lot of friends and family, uh, projects and then, um, the demand kept increasing and um, I started skipping class <laughs> so that, um, you know, I can make this money. I mean, it right. was opportunity. Priorities. Right. <laughs> so actually, um, the class that I skipped happened to be uh, Professor Ken Mathis's class. Uh-huh. And um, when I came back the following week, he pulled me to the side and was like, hey, why did you skip yes, class? Right. You know, I mean, the entrepreneurship program is small. You notice that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, well. Uh, my friend offered me a thousand dollars to <laughs> to do their photo shoot. And at the time, like, I mean, I invested in cheap equipment and had it in my apartment. Uh, we had the luxury of having like high ceilings. So it, it worked, you know, we worked it out. So, um, you know, he was like, Oh, I mean, that's a good reason, but don't skip class anymore. <laughs> and we'll talk later about this. <laughs> and then he became your mentor. Or yeah, he did. Um, from that, it was one meeting, one meeting led to another. And then, um, I think that, I guess um, the entrepreneurship wanted a mentor program, so we got um, on as an official And mentee. then it was more formal yeah. at that point. And then how did the Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund come about? Like what, being part of the program, you became aware of that opportunity? Yeah, so uh, through the ENI, I became aware of the program, and um, I applied. We had to pitch in front of a lot of incredible people, and fortunately we got the opportunity. And, um, I mean, the mentors in the program are great. Um, they gave us some funds so that we could, um, pay for initial things. And they gave us, um, that just the advice and the people that they have around us, um, is really helping us develop. And, um, it's giving us that emotional support that we need as well. Mm-hmm. So now, so it, it sounds like the program has really, uh, solved several problems for you. It helped 
you become aware of uh, mentors and people who've been there, done that, that can help kind of uh, lead the way a little bit, right? right? And then also financially, it brought resources that help you pay for things that you need. Um, Is there anything, did, did you know Kate before this or did the program help kind of surface Kate? Oh, I knew Kate before this. Um, We met each other last December and Mm -hmm. we're working on the company about seven months prior to joining the Main Street Fund. Um, But together we've been meeting other companies in the cohort, becoming closer to them. And I think that that's the most um, valuable thing that they offer us too is just being able to have a community of people that are in the same shoes as you Mm -hmm. around you. And then because they... You're all kind of going through the same things. I right. mean, everybody's doing it a little differently, but you're going to have similar problems. Right. And and prior to the program, um, we were kind of the people that sat in the office all day, you know, developing. And, you know, probably once a month we would go out and talk to customers just because we had to keep that up. But, I mean, software development is pretty like, you know, sit in the room and get it done. Right. <laughs> Well, that's Kate's problem, not yours, right? Yeah, well, true. I help out on the data side, though. So, you know, we complement each other. So now how do you go about the sales and marketing part? Because that sounds like that's your problem. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, we try to go to as many networking events as possible, um, practice pitching. We've done some pitching at Atlanta Tech Village. Um, also, we're in some communities online. Um, and, and really we have a lot of companies that have followed us through this journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're able to, you know, meet their needs in different ways through this new platform. So now, uh, is the platform up and running or is it still in beta? Like where are you at? So as of now, um, it's, it's not accessible to the public, but, um, consumers can go on there and, um, request access and that will, um, put you on a waiting list. Uh, so then we will email you once we open it back up, but you know, it's sooner than later that we plan on opening it. And then, so you've opened it up for some people so they can kind of play around with it so you can get the bugs out and get it working the way you want. We had a private beta for the last four months. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has just been, you know, the same companies going through multiple iterations of our product. And, uh, now we, we feel that it's the best it's been, so um, we're kind of, you know, building up this waiting list so that, you know, once it's done, we can really Offer release it. Offer more people so then you can get more data so you can make it better and better. Right. So now what's been your favorite part of this? Um, The people that I've met are incredible. I never thought that – I wouldn't say never, but to be so young and to be around – people that have done incredible things is super, super honoring. And then for you, um, how do you see this playing out? How, how does the story end? Well, in my ideal world, I would like my totem to go uh, public. <laughs> I would like us to, um, you know, really follow this thing through. But um, yeah, I mean, as of now, we're opening up our pre-seed round um, so you're from, looking for funding. We are looking because that's another job. Right. You thought selling <laughs> your service was hard, getting people to invest in your business. Uh, that's another is a whole different ball <laughs> game. I'm not. I'm not good at it. But you know, um, that's it's something that you have to do. But our mentors have told us like, don't focus on that. Focus on building something that solves mm-hmm. the problem. And right. 
um, fun, investors will come to you if the product is really good. So, but we are opening up our um, pre-seed round and we hope to use that to further um, uh, bring the product along. Mm -hmm. And then, so what do you need more of right now? Engineers. More? Yeah, we need more hands-on. Um, you know, are you finding them through GSU or you're going outside? Where are you finding them? Um, so we've met a lot of connections through GSU, um, and Atlanta tech village. Um, and we've just been building that connection just so that when we get funding, you know, those are be people that we reach out to. Mm -hmm. And then for you, um, it sounds like you spend some time at tech village. Is there any, are, are you spending any time, uh, here at GSU? Like where's your offices? So um, we were fortunate right enough to build a partnership with um, Brennan. He's over the um, CMII. Right. And um, they granted us an office space over there. So we've been working out of there for about a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. And it's been phenomenal. I mean, um, a lot of they got a lot of toys are over there. there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, it's it's a really good spot. You know, all the people that come in and out are super smart and um, in different fields. Now, any advice for other students at GSU that are kind of contemplating going this entrepreneurial route rather than going and get a real job? Do it. Take the risk. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Take the risk before things get complicated. <laughs> what are, what are ways it gets complicated? Um, life. I mean, signing up for like if you were to buy a house or you know right. um get into a job you start building your life and um if you take the risk beforehand you can avoid um having to you know work around the right. things that you've already invested there in. was a line in the song that says when you've got nothing you've got nothing to lose right so. exactly <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you say go for it I definitely say go for it. Take the leap. Believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, keep yourself motivated and surround yourself with people that can um, really inspire you. And then uh, right now, if somebody wanted to learn more, I know that they can sign up on a waiting list, right? Yes. So you can go to www.my-totem.com. You can request access from there and we will email you soon. Good stuff, Ashley. Thank you so much for sharing your story and best of luck. Thank you so much for having me. All right, this is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on GSU ENI Radio. 